Welcome to Around the Board, a show where one board game enthusiast and three traders who left me crippled alone and suffering these last few weeks after I shattered my ankle discuss board game topics and news. On today's show, we'll wrap up the year 2023 by covering a number of topics, including the newest new game to us, the surprise game of the year, the most played game of the year, the best game of 2023, and more. So won't you now join us as we resume our regularly scheduled programming here on Around the Board. Hey guys, Andy, was, what's going on? Can I, can I just say something, Andy? It's great to have you back doing the announcing, you know, because it was a little bit stressful. Daniel and I trying to fill in and we don't sound as good as we think we do. But it cracked me up on that intro. It reminded me of season one of Gilligan's Island, where they mentioned everybody except the professor and Marianne, because you like mentioned every category but one. But that's fine. That's that's the way it worked out. Oh, I didn't, you know what else I didn't do? Did I miss one? Which one did I miss? Most disappointing. Oh, well, yeah. But he did say and more. He did and say and more. Say and more. I know, it's like, and you know what else I feel violent. bad about is I actually I didn't announce everyone's name either. Oh, well. But it's yeah. okay at this point. Everyone knows who we are. We're kind of, you know, big stuff. Over. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Big stuff. <laughs> that killed the mood there. That really, as, as Daniel Bonacourt would say, we're all over the internet. So there you go. That's it. <laughs> well, all right, Andy, well, what have you been doing since since we last recorded with you? Right. You've been uh, I've you've been, been laying in bed. I sent you a video. Do you remember the video I sent? Did you play it? Uh, video? No, but if you really want us to, we'll play it right here. <laughs> well, see, the problem is Concordia is a good game, and you're all idiots, and I have a broken leg. So that's all I have to say about that. I think you were in a drunken stupor or medically yeah. induced coma or something. I don't know. Yeah, I see why you didn't play that now. That was pretty bad. <laughs> okay. Well, still, I feel like I needed to chime in on Concordia because it is a oh. really good game that I enjoy, but uh, none of you seem to care too much about it. I guess John I was, was a lone okay defender, with man. That's I was, right. I, I know I'm not the one you want on your side in a game like that. But. It's true. I, never I said I wanted to play it again. I was the one that said Dana was an idiot for not liking it for the reasons he doesn't like it. So well, that's true. That's that's worth a, that's worth a point or two. So. That's right. All right, and Tofu I mean, did a good job. Yes, it was a decent yeah, rondelle, so you know it was fine. Concordia is fine. And then you there brought on go. Sarah. That was cool. Yes, Indeed, so, yeah. very well. She's we I think one of the better guests we've had for sure. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. so. Hopefully I'm not replaced. I, I guess I'm back. I'm back this week at least. So you couldn't get anybody else. So here I am. So <laughs> we tried. Yes. Thank no, you I've for been, hobbling been... yourself down the stairs to join us again. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you guys talked about it. I, I haven't listened to the whole shows to be honest, uh, but I broke my ankle, shattered my ankle trying to play ice hockey. I grew up playing hockey, but that was, you know, 20 years ago and thought I could get back into it and not so much. Um, so, yeah. I did that, and it's been a miserable last month. I've been stuck upstairs in bed most of the time, and my studio is two flights of stairs down, so it's been very difficult to get to. But for you fine Easy. people, there we go. Here I am. I was trying to figure That's out what right. I was going to say. There. I was like, <laughs> I was "Where are we going? Are we making a big cut? Or are we going to make it out of here?" <laughs> no, we got it. We just keep going, baby. Keep going. You know, Andy, you know what will never leave you crippled, lying in bed in pain and agony? What's that? Board games. Stick with what you know. Stick with what you're good at. And stop trying to be something that you're not. 
you're a board gamer. That means you sit at a table in a comfy chair with good lumbar support and you play in games. Can you can so you say I'm a board gamer? You. Can you say you're a board gamer, Andy? Kind of like Hagrid? Like you're a board you're gamer. A board gamer. <laughs> Andy. You're a wizard, right, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you're a board gamer, Andy. <laughs> Perfect. Sounded a little too much All like right, Hansa. Well, I don't is... know about that. Uh, <laughs> just a coincidence. I have a well, really good Hansa impersonator. I mean, what can I, I say? I guess so. Really? Yeah, well, you know why know. people it's are like, here, right? It's not for this. <laughs> uh, finally, we got the music back. That's right. It's time to not play the game. That's true. Because we're actually not going to play the game. We're not going to award points or anything, but we are going to go around the board still, and we're still going to do our stuff. It's going to be fun. There just won't be any winner. So, you know. That's right. You, the winner you will be play. the viewers. That's you, right. You, maybe you in the comments will decide the winner. I, I would love that. Why don't you guys vote whose tastes you will line up with the most in this? Because there are going to be some very unique tastes in these different uh, categories. Let's start up with this first one here. And uh, I'll take it. Why not? I'll grab it by the horns. Uh, favorite new to you game. Favorite new to you game. And we're, we're talking about what's happened over this past year, 2023. And uh, I'm going to surprise you all with this one. Maybe. Um, there's there's several candidates I had for this. I'm going to be honest. I had one called uh, Paris Fun Euro that has unique uh, board designed like the city of Paris in a circle, different districts, unique mechanics, great Euro game. Uh, Quebec, I played that one for the first time. It's an older game. Out of print has some uh, really interesting mechanics, including a cascading area control effect that's really unique and fun. Tapestry, which was very popular just a couple of years ago, but it really has lost all of its buzz. I played it finally for the first time and I loved it. But the one that takes the cake for me the most uh, favorite new-to-me game? You're going to like it, Chris. That would be Hansa Teutonica. I only played it once, but oh my goodness, what a good game. That game was amazing. I, I had a lot of fun playing it. And it, it it's, it's thanks to you, man, because you uh, you brought this up, I believe, and suggested we use the character Hansa from the box to read our fan mail. And I remember seeing this and looking at the unappealing art and uh, whoever got to do the voice, the nails on a chalkboard voice for that guy, oh, just makes me cringe. And I was like, I wrote this game off because of that. But uh, shame on me because this game was a blast. I don't own it yet but it's at the top of my list I, I don't know what it was about it. it they're just interesting mechanics it was new it was different even though it's old hansa teutonica that was my favorite new to me game this year daniel what about you well before we go to oh, me yeah. andy i think yeah. we need to uh check in on uh our our mascot to see how he feels oh. about this uh, wonderful news hansa did you hear that Oh, yes, I did. I'm so excited that Andy enjoyed my game. I knew he would love it. <laughs> All right. Andy, do you like me as much as you like the game? Um, You know what? It is the giving season, so I'll just decline to comment. Oh, gee. Oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Hans. All right. Let's, let's well, get on. Love fest continues. Yes. All right. Well... Uh, actually, I wanted to comment on Quebec. Uh, I, that was actually one of the first games I played when I was getting into the hobby, and I actually purchased it. But after a couple of years of it just sitting on my shelf, I finally had to let it go. And it's actually one of my big regrets. I, I'm really excited to play it again, and I want to give it a try. So you own it now, right? Andy? I do own it. I got it at the Gen Con uh, oh, consignment right, sale, garage sale, and uh, it's fantastic. It really And is. the reason he got it is because I put it in his hands. I it's was true. like, hey. 
I think you will like this game. I played it re- I, the first. I played it for the first time a year or two ago at, 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 at Kent's house, and I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!" I like never seen anything like it before, and I was like, "I really liked it." And I almost took it home, but I already had a huge stack of games, and I was like, "Here, Andy, I think you might like it." And it was like twenty five bucks. It was super cheap. It was. It was a steal. It was yeah, a steal. And I found out it had never been played. Oh wow! It was. That's it was punched wow, and everything. Better. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, the. Game that I played this year that was new to me, that's not a 2023 release, I thought was going to be my best game of the year because I thought it was a 2023 release. And that is Days of Wonders Heat. It is the, you know, the hotness this year. Uh, Everyone's scrambling to get it. And I got to play it on January 1st at uh, our friend uh, Ken O'Connor's house. And I fell in love with it. And we even played the basic intro scenario that I say you should never actually play. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it has a really interesting uh, like card uh, resource like uh, management because you're actually managing your heat that's in your engine. And when you go across like turns that are too too much or if you're adjusting your gears too much you have to spend heat so you have a little bit of heat that you want to manipulate um and you do want to spend it but you also want to get it back into your hand so that you can have ways to cool it off so you can put it back into your engine so that you can spin it again it's a really interesting uh just resource hand management deck building game uh not deck building but uh deck management game that's what i'm saying deck building than our um, <laughs> yeah, might as well be Arnak. I mean, it's it, you probably shuffle your deck more than you do in Arnak. So yes. there you go. So yeah, Heat was my game, uh, new to me in the year. But like, honestly, it was so out of print for so long. I do feel like it was a 2023 release, and I was prepared to make the argument. But um, I checked Dice Tower's 2022 awards and actually won Game of the Year. So I didn't think I could pass it off as a 2023 game if it already won the 2022 Game of the Year. But I expected to win a spin uh kenner spiel de jar in about five years so keep an eye out yes. for that what was the name of that game again daniel <laughs> i just had to get it you know I, funny, an excuse I... to play this again welcome back andy that's right <laughs> yes uh but yeah that we did play that heat we play i played it with daniel actually at father ken's house and then played it with him with the all the extra added modules this last time i gotta tell you the I didn't really care for the extra cards added to it, but I liked the different things that affected different parts of the track. I thought that was really cool because those you could plan for and, you know, you could see, well, I better keep some heat because I'm going to run into this thing. And so it's, it's, I, th- I like that a lot better than the randoms of the cards and the cards just seem kind of wonky. And I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't big on, on the added cards that go into the deck, but, but overall I love the game. I enjoyed it both times. It's not like it killed the game for me, but I think I would only play with the, the different track effects. I thought those were really cool. So yeah. this is different. This is yeah, not the one you guys were playing at Gen Con that I saw you and Chris playing, right? Was it? No, that was yeah, Thunder Road was... Vendetta. Th- okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I really enjoyed Heat as well. Like Daniel and I were talking about this uh, today, kind of pre-production and kind of stuff like that. And uh, yeah, in the same way. Like I thought it was this year as well because the moment it hits the ta- moment it hits the stores, it's gone. Like it's just been in and out. So like we just recently been able to get a copy of it and finally play it. So uh we i thought it was 2023 as well but it's not but but yeah i really like it i am a long time formula day fan i've talked many times about the board getting ripped apart and i really love that game and stuff like that but the heat did it does it does the thing the the card management uh really adds a lot to it um uh, we i know when the first time we played it we talked we were talking about how um 
I think Randy was the one that brought it up that he thought Formula Day is still a better season game while Heat's a better one-off game. And immediately I was like, after a couple turns, I was like, oh yeah, 100%, I see what here. But even then, after now playing Heat a couple times, I think there's a possibility that Heat could be a better season game as well based on adding some additional mechanics, based on hand, mm-hmm. you know, from one, tra- you know, maybe have like a sideboard of cards you can pull in and pull out based on the track and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's really good. I know I've talked about it a couple different times on board game relegation because it just keep just keeps flying up the charts for a good reason. It's 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 a good one. All right, well, I got to get to that one. I've got to do that yeah. at some point. Yeah, John, do. what do you got? Well, let me tell you what I got. I have I had a conundrum just like Daniel did because I made a huge list of candidates for. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. We're not. We're not, the, we're not in the, the the game of the year. But one of these was on my game of the year thing because but then i then i realized it was a reprint but the new to me game i've got two of them i got the runner up as a shout out to all play on tour i'd never played on tour before and played it for the first time and i i don't know it's you know it's a roll and write with dry race i'm like you know it's probably okay that was a really cool game that's it's i mean it's the theme they try with the theme you know they put the you pick your kind of music that you're going to have and, and, you know, that's all over your map and everything, you know, all the maps look a little bit different, but the different choices that you have, and we're going to place your numbers on that. Just, just make the, make the game pretty amazing. Your map's going to look completely different than everybody else's like immediately. It's not like one of those where you grow apart. It's like immediately you're different. And so it makes your choices different than everybody else's choices. It's pretty cool. I really liked on tour. It plays quick, really cool. That was one of my favorite new to me games, but the number one game was the one I got from for uh, father's day which was crossing oceans. And that's the one. It was a reprint from like Oh five, I think. And if, and I'm not even a nautical guy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think it's just one of those games that like wingspan, it takes a theme and it so delves into it that, you know, it almost generates excitement out of you because they're so excited to make it because the ships that they have, for instance, in this game are so cool. They're all real ships. They all look really cool and they go in historical accuracy and historical timing from you know the 18th century to the 20th century and it's all about european shipping and and it's also got the titanic and stuff like that it's it's all about it's all europe centric about you know shipping all over the world and it's that sounds boring but the way they do it is really cool and it and it's for as kind of deep strategically game it is it doesn't really play that long uh, i think chris and Aunt daniel have both played it with me and enjoyed it but that's mm-hmm. one that i need to get to the table more often but that was my new to me game that even though i was kind of excited about it it was I mean, way better, and I thought it was going to be, well, I'm going to be able to play this with my geeky game buddies, but nobody else. No, other people can play it too, and it's 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 deep, but it's not crushingly complex. And so, love that Crossing Oceans. It's one I need to play more. That's my new-to-me game of the year. Now, John, you do kind of strike me as a nautical-type guy, actually. There you go. That that beard and the hat. I mean, I, I, I could see <laughs> you being like an old seaman. You look like a crab fisher. Sound right, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what else it made me think of is there's another candidate I didn't list, but I, I, I it just came to mind. So I got I to gotta mention it real fast. And that is I, I started playing this game. I played it two or three times now called Cold Water Crown. It's okay. a fishing yeah. game. And the theme actually works really well. And it's actually kind of surprisingly fun. It's, very, it's pretty light, but not bad. Okay. Yeah, I have to ask you, Andy, because I think this has come up before. And I once heard about that game and it was compared to the... Uh, 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 what is it called? The North Sea series. Uh, Red, oh, the, the North yeah, Sea yeah, yeah, right. Because it, you do. You I do, heard do, they're do, very do. similar. Which one do you enjoy more, Raiders of the North Sea, or do you enjoy the Cold Water Crown? Boy, if, that's a, if you recall, that's a that's kind of a tough one. Cold Water Crown is less strategic, um, but it's light and fun, and the theme works. 
Okay. That's, that's tough. I used to really love Raiders, and then I kind of got sick of it. So that's it's really hard for me to say. They're bo- Raiders is probably the better game, but Coldwater Crown is not bad. I think okay. I prefer uh, Coldwater Crown. Maybe on the rocks. Maybe the spritz of Coke. Ah. <laughs> well, Chris, if that was an alcohol reference, I did not get it. I think it is. I don't know either. <laughs> ah, yeah, old, you old drunk pirate. All right, Chris, <laughs> take us home, baby. <laughs> All right. So mine is going to be unbelievably on brand, but somehow also on brand is that it's new to me. I have not actually played this game until this year, and that is the infamous Glory to Rome. I, I never actually got that played until this year. Um, I've always wanted to, but uh, as part of its infamy is the fact that like there's only been a couple of print runs and there's been multiple publishers and like the creators got a whole bunch of beef with everyone it seems and doesn't want to like make more of the game. It's the whole thing. Look it up on BGG. But I finally got it to play because uh, another person of our game group purchased it and he's been the money you got to spend to get this game. So I was super excited. And so I uh, finally got to the table and it delivered. I loved playing it. It was like, I'm not sure it's the first, but it was, I believe one of the early games where each card does multiple things and you have to choose which one of the things you want to use it for. Um, and yeah, like it, it's all card based, but it, it just, and, and like when you look at it, I don't know if Randy can get the picture. There's one picture I saw on BGG where it shows a little like tableau, like a quick reference guide, you know, for like, oh, here's how your actions work and stuff. And it's this like Rube Goldberg machine of lines and dots and stuff. But, and, and like when you first look at it, you're like, I, I, I need to run away because this game looks way too complicated. But uh, the presentation's not great, but for that purpose. But once you actually understand the game, you see it, you're like, oh, okay, this is helpful. Unlike some games where, that thing's still not useful, but, uh, but anyway, so, so it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it delivered. Like it, if it was not insanely expensive, I would purchase a copy myself because I really enjoyed playing it, but um, it was a few months ago. So I forget like the fine details of the game, but it, but again, but at the end of the day, like I finally got to play it, took it all this time, but it delivered and I was really excited about it. Who'd you play that with Chris? Uh, it was Curtis's copy. Um, oh. I played it with Nick seal, Gotcha. Maybe Babcock. Maybe he was at the table as well. I don't remember, okay. but yeah, it was Curtis's copy, and so it was. It was great. I really enjoyed playing cool. it. See, you know what I love about this show is that we, despite the fact that we're all friends and we all love games, there's so much diversity in our tastes here. That's another one that I have not played that I will have to check out at some point. Yeah, it's but hard it, to it find. Re- it really is. <laughs> it it yeah. reminds me of a funny story. I don't know if it was that game, but it was a game about Rome that Daniel one once upon a time, our first trip to Gen Con, Daniel helped me out. He's, he was like going to plan where I needed to go every single day, what game to check out, what hall to go to, like seriously, an, a 24 hour a day map of what to do at Gen Con. Oh, and I one remember. of the categories mm-hmm. was like for two hours, it said R-O-A-M. And I was like, oh, okay. He gave us a couple hours to just have fun. But apparently <laughs> he was referring to some game named Rome and Daniel notoriously cannot spell. <laughs> Never yeah, to check it out. No, that was... <laughs> no, that was not the game I was referring to, but I do think you would have liked it. Uh, I actually, uh, uh, Chris, now that I know you played that game and enjoyed it, I need to 
play Matai and I with you. It's actually a follow-up to that game. Uh, he, uh, the, the designer, sorry, I don't know his name for those of you who care about that stuff. Um, he made a couple of games after that because he couldn't have the rights to Glory to Rome and the yeah. fiasco that it was. So he made a couple of games that were like inspired by Glory to Rome and none of them really resonated. But Matai and I is geared towards two players. And a lot of people would say that that was the best correlation between the two. And uh, it's a game I actually play with my wife a lot. Like it's our two player game that we sit down and play. So I, I should give that a try with you and see if you like it. Cause uh, I yeah, did play great. glory to Rome and it was fine, but Matai and I really resonated with me. Okay. Yeah. I love playing. Let's, let's get it done. Sounds great. I Definitely. think the game you might've been referring to is Rome rise to power. No, I was literally trying to tell you to roam the hall. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Oh, I, I thought this was, this has been an ongoing thing for forever. I really thought it was a game about Rome anyway. No, he, he decided you were to just... actually give you free choice for, for a Maybe few you moments. Spelled it R O M E. Maybe you spelled it R O M E and you meant to R O A M. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe yes, that's what it is. There you go. You got it. You got right. it. Because, yes, like Chris said, when you're planning out your Gen Con, you got to have some leeway. You got to have a little bit of time to look and then square. And I put a lot of effort into that that uh, itinerary, and you did not use it. And I was offended. No, I wasn't that offended, but you should have used it. You would have had a better experience. I promise you. Yeah. I, but so, honestly, this, this real talk here, Daniel, I feel like once you finally do get to a Gen Con, you're going to realize that, like, having a plan like that it just it just doesn't matter like it just you get in like 30 minutes and just poof it's gone it just mm -hmm. it's not even worth trying now now if you do actually have like events that you've signed up for and all that stuff then yeah you can do that and by the way i also don't suggest that i did that with uh when i went to origins i think one year origins. and like i hated it and i was just booked the whole time but yeah mm -hmm. if you're like i'm gonna go here then i'm gonna go here then i'm gonna go here it's, it's not going to happen. See, Daniel, I can't take your suggestion seriously. Ever since, I had the opportunity to walk away with a crokinole board, and you told me to take a bunch of little kids' games when I won the <laughs> Secret Cabal game drawing at Gen Con. Yeah, and you know Where? what? Your wife thanked me. Your wife thanked me. She said, I'm glad you did not tell him to take that giant piece of whoop car, uh, wood home with him. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, now I'm gonna get a crocodile board anyway. So just put exactly. off the inevitable. Yeah. That's all. Suck it. All right, what's next? Well, next. you know what, guys? Let us know what game you played this year sure. that you should have felt like you should have played before and just blew you away. Let us know which game was new to you that you just loved. So, all right, but now we are going to move on to the next round, which is surprise of the year. And that is a great picture, Randy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, so hopefully uh, no one got that surprised this year that their 40-year-old wife is pregnant. <laughs> wow. Well, it, like, it's sticking like the pregnancy test. Like, it looks like in the dude's mouth. It's uh, really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this game, this category is about the game that we had the most uh, dread going into, and yet the return was a lot better than we thought it could possibly have been. So what was the biggest surprise? You thought this game was rubbish, but this one actually was a lot of, like, you really enjoyed it. And we have our first crossover, and I think John might have known this if he would have looked back into his mind here uh so my surprise game of the year was crossing oceans wow i played that do. game with wow. john and i'm telling you john brought this game and guys everybody's been in that scenario 
where you want to try to weasel out of a game where you just <laughs> see something and you're just like, oh gosh, how do I, how do I politely leave? How do I tell this person mm. no? Uh, and John was so excited about this game. And I was like, I don't know what to do, I guess. And I tried, I mean, yeah, I had to play it. And this game was fantastic. It was really good. Uh, and it sounds like the designer was Matt Gertz, which is the uh, the designer of Concordia. He's known for his rondelles. So maybe this game was a rondelle. Maybe it was. that's why I enjoyed it so much. It literally no, was. It's not. I, there it was a rondelle. rondelle. Yeah, everybody right. has their own personal rondelle. Yes. That's right. Yep. See, I, I'd finally get it right eventually. Yes, this one is a rondelle. But yeah, Crossing Ocean. Yeah, Crossing Ocean, this cover looks like it came out 20 years ago, guys. But this was a 2022 release. And the ships, like the, like John said, like the passion for the ships came through. And it's like, it did, but that's also like super nerdy. Like nobody really wants that. I mean, I know we're in a nerdy hobby and we all do that. But it's like, usually when things get that in depth, it's a little too, too nuanced for you to really appreciate it. It's kind of like when I show these guys the newest Marvel game and I'm like, but look at strong guys in this game. Isn't that awesome? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> so, and, and that's usually a sign that this game's not going to be great. Just the people who like that stuff will like it. And I thought that's what crushing oceans would be, but it was really good. And I recommend, I would explain it, uh, but it's been a while. And I think uh, John already kind of explained it a little bit, but check it out. Crossing oceans uh, should not be scoffed at. Uh, Funny, just kind of add to that, where, where you're talking about how they were into the design of it. Chris and I were cracking up because, it, I mean, it's not a, a simple game, but still, it's like a two-page rule book front and back. And and that's with exa examples and everything. But the fluff is a catalog. You got a catalog yeah. that goes through every ship in the game. talks about where it was made, what it did, and what happened to it at the end. Did it sink? Did it get scrapped? Whatever. Oh, my. It's, it's amazing. We were cracking up. Like, here's the fluff. <laughs> here's the rule book this so that was pretty funny but uh to go on to mine um that is not my surprise for the year because i knew it would be good but we've got uh i've got two of them here that i had very low expectations for and it was pretty commonly known on this show and the honorable mention the runner-up is going to be scythe because i hadn't played scythe ever and it's been around forever well not forever but a while but for some reason, something about it, I was just like, that just doesn't sound like the game for me. But I played it and I really enjoyed it. I love how it's it's a Euro disguised as an area control game. And really, it's more Euro. It's way more Euro than area control. Area control is kind of a side quest in that game, but it's very good. I love, I love I like Scythe after all. But the number one has to be the notorious Great Western Trail that I trashed at least three or four times on this show before playing it again and then saying, I like this game. I and Daniel hated it. We were playing this game in preparation for the show. And Daniel looks at me halfway through the game. He's like, you're enjoying this game, aren't you? I'm like, yes, Daniel, I'm afraid I am. I'm not going <laughs> to be able to trash this on the show. That was the whole plan. I was going to be the one trashing the game on the show. And I couldn't do it. Okay, this show has too much integrity to you, the viewer, for me to just trash a game that I enjoy. And I really enjoyed it. And I would play it again. So Great Western Trail by far is my biggest surprise of the year. Well, yeah. I'm glad it was a surprise to you because we got to do another dress up episode on that. And if we had known that you liked it, because those of you who are watching this for the first time or haven't watched it very often around the, uh, around the board, we try to pick games that we are purposely divided on so that you get both takes. So with the Great Western Trail, we thought, OK, we have a hater in John, so that will be really good. He can really come at it. And the rest of us really enjoy the game. I think Chris was like on the fence, but but me and me and Andy really enjoyed it. So uh, but then, yeah, you came in with you liking it. I was like, what's up with that? 
You ruined everything. I know. I'm sorry. But we got to dress up in really cool outfits. So we know. did. It was worth it. <laughs> cool outfits. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a super surprise to me, but like, because I within the last year, I also made a play. I've talked about it on the show as well. I made a, another play of it, and I finally saw the matrix of the game. I was like, okay, now I understand why all these people I respect really enjoy this game. But uh, it, it was it was within this year, because so yeah, that that I had that because up until then I was just like. It's fine, but I just I just didn't see it. But yeah, this this year I got that play, and I'm like, hey, this is great now. So, so Chris, what was your surprising game? So mine, I'm so happy. I was so worried this was going to be taken by the time it gets to me. And mine, the, 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 it can there can't be a game that's more surprising to me that I end up loving than Envelopes of Cash. Like, <laughs> like it's not just stick for the show. Like seriously, like again, we, like as if you've been watching the show, we started with, uh, with a board game, believe it or not, John talking about games that are real or not. And he's like, Hey, it's this game called Envelopes of Cash. And Amelia was like, false, not a real game. Like no one names their game Envelopes of Cash. And then he was like, Oh, it's about, you know, uh, paying players to come to different universities in college football. And I'm like, okay, that's really funny. Good joke, John, but that's not real. And then it ended up being real. And I was like, what? And then uh, randomly, like, again, unless unless this guy, like, in our play group, unless he's, like, ninja-level troll, like, he just hits us up, like, a few days later. He's like, hey, at our coming game, board game night, I got a couple Kickstarters in. I got so-and-so in ki- board, uh, envelopes of cash when he wants to play. And we're all like, what? There's no way you actually got this game and so sure enough he had it and then he puts it on the table and he's like yeah so the main mechanics from macau and i'm like from macau i love macau like what and so yeah like it, it just every step of the way this game just more and more i couldn't believe it and then yeah we got to the play and it's really enjoyable now granted if it had some other mechanic than macau mechanic then maybe i wouldn't like like as much but it did like it uses a mechanic that i love for macau i love the decision making of do i want one blue buck right now or six red bucks six for six turns from now i love that that decision making and then uh the theme was implemented well and stuff like that but yeah like on on pure like surprise without question maybe the biggest surprise in board game history for me altogether because i didn't think the game was real to i really enjoyed it and can't wait to play it again so very good yeah that was nice. I, I, you I know what was extra trolly about that is dan abel never actually posts on facebook either so the fact <laughs> that he even true. posted yeah. it was like mind-blowing it's like this is like the universe was like conspiring right. against us to make this happen yeah it was wild so yeah good point good point he's never on there yeah it was good yeah. what about All you right, andy, andy what's what you your got? surprise well so you know one of the funny things about our show sometimes is that we're not always on the same page actually maybe i'm just not on the same page that may just be correct it. but <laughs> uh right. for instance i thought I didn't quite understand, I guess, how this was defined, this segment. So I'm a little bit off. I didn't go. So what I will say, one thing is I thought if we're awarding points, I don't think John deserved any because I thought they had to do with games that came out fairly recently in this case. And you're talking about old games. Nope. Regardless, um, I have (laughs) three games that came out recently that uh, I didn't go into dreading, like you said, Daniel, but they pleasantly surprised me. I didn't have any expectations for them. Kind of looking at them, I went, eh, I don't know. Um, so two of them were at Gen Con. Uh, one was uh, 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 Forest Shuffle. Forest Shuffle, which for me does everything that uh, Earth tries to do or Arc Nova, but it does it in about 30 to 45 minutes, and I don't hate myself and want to stab myself in the eye with forks. So I liked it, and it still gave me that earthy, uh, uh, wonderful... Pre-hugging. 
kumbaya feeling. tree huggy feeling and, and and it was made with no plastic um so oh. there's that um that was a fun one also general orders world war ii again i wouldn't have gone into trying to f- seek this game out i'm not a big war gamer or anything but this gave i guess the a sense of a war game in a very short amount of time with worker placement so it had that zero mechanics and war game and it's a two-player game it's definitely in my top 10 two-player game so that was up there but the one that really did it for me and i know see this is where i thought i was going to be disqualified on technicality but since john threw out great western trail i now know that i'm just fine and that would be wonderland's war chris's favorite game oh my goodness when this was such a surprise such a pleasant surprise it was technically introduced to me at the end of 2022 and when i saw it my my, my buddy tyler uh, showed it to me and i thought wow it's a big box oh there's a lot of pieces there oh my goodness i don't know what uh, alice in wonderland what kind of theme is that Oh my gosh, though, I played it probably six or seven times since then. It is surprisingly good. Oh, it's heavy interaction. It has battling, area control, leans heavy into a theme. Sounds like more like Ameritrash, which, again, you if you know me and my tastes, that's not me. I'm more the Euro fan with little theme and more abstraction and notoriously bad looking. But this game was so much fun. I loved it. I love the bag building element. I love the decisions about where to battle, the player power variability. It all just works for me. It looks gorgeous on the table. And... Even the theme, Alice in Wonderland, you wouldn't think that would draw anybody in, but it really did. It worked so well. It was just a pure pleasure to play my surprise game of the year. I'm glad that was it. I really... Welcome (laughs) back. Thank you very much, Chris. Good to be back. I'm so glad to have the Stephen A. Smith of of, uh, of board games back on the show, just throwing (laughs) lies to make hot takes. No uh, hot takes here, baby. There's no way you feel that way. It's impossible. I really do. I like the, the game, game. Is so bad. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, well, Chris, it's better than what I thought he was going to pick. I really thought Andy was going to pick Challengers. Who <laughs> <laughs> had the same kind of arc there? Yeah. It's true. It's fair. Uh, funny I think thing you went about into the, it uh, thinking it was going to be garbage. It was an eight player yeah. in a small room, and we were all cramped. And we were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> and by the end of it, you were in the finals, and you were who? Who didn't holler with the rest of us? Who did not? That's holler? right. It's true. Who did uh, and a hollering? A couple things. That, number one, I didn't know that you had any apprehensions about Wonderland's War in the beginning, so that's why I was a little shocked when it was on your list. But yeah, now I understand. But number two, just one thing I've always wanted to comment about General Orders World War Two is. I don't get the World War II part. It's real. It's a very generic battle game. There is no references to World War II at all, other than on the box cover where it says World War II underneath the title. That's well, that's the part that's got, a little bit. You've got two maps. You've got two maps. One for the uh, European theater and one for the Pacific theater. They're just generic theater. It's not like an actual map. It's just something that it they is made a map. Up. One has mountains and is more European. Thank and one you. Has more but Hollywood. I mean, it's not an actual spot in the world. You know what I mean? It's that was actually in World War II. John, you and your themes, they have to be just perfect for you, don't they? Just perfect. Yes, yes they do. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was yeah so that was our surprises this year what were your surprises which game did you walk in with dread or just dismissal and actually turned out being maybe one of your favorite games of the year let us know in the comments below but let's move on to the next round which is disappointing games so john take us away speaking i'll take us away you guys the two of you are gonna love my games for that are up for disappointing game of the year um because i really didn't have that many to be honest with you i didn't have that many games that kind of fell flat for me so it's a good year it's a good year for me good year part of it is probably because if any game looks like i'm not gonna like it i shy away from it pretty quickly (laughs) so 
there's better chance that I'll have surprise games of the year than disappointing games of the year. Well, aren't you just the discerning board game? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I only have so much time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, these are both games that have been pumped up really heavily by um, members of this show that I got a chance to play this year. And maybe because of that, they are my two most disappointing games of the year. Okay. The runner-up is Oasis because that's that that's makes sense. That, that makes was sense. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> there goes there goes daniel Good. because after all i had heard i was expecting a lot more out of this game and it was an okay bidding game it was it was okay it's it's yeah. if it's it hadn't been so pumped classic. up i probably would have liked it a lot more but so but it's, it's only the wrong game daniel. that da- it's Daniel's a fine game gone. that he's, daniel he's plays wrong which is why he likes it so. you what now he it's plays a fine it wrong. game how does he play Dan- it wrong it's a fine game that Daniel plays wrong, which is why he likes it. <laughs> right. He makes it way more of a negotiation game opposed to just reading the board and making a play. Oh, no, no, no. It's a total negotiation game. That's what makes it fun. There it is. Uh, but anyway, Daniel was only my runner-up. It's not my most disappointing game of the year. If that makes I'm you feel worried, better. this is going to be a me game. It makes feel better, but I'm just going to keep this beautiful game here. <laughs> oh, so it's so gorgeous. Bask in its glory. Let's, not go, it. Let's not go too far and call it beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> But my number one disappointing game of the year, because of how much it was bragged about before we played it, has got to be Heaven and Ale. Because Heaven and Ale, as I had stated during our discussion about it, is algebra with no theme. It's bland colors. Like I said, you've got your choices of colors of different monks. You've got the white, the off-white, the taupe, the beige popping out off the board. And it's, it's, it's ugly, and it's, and it's math. It's a math ugly game. There's that's it. That's what that's what it is. But it is a rondel. I'll tell you that it is a rondel. Yeah. So if and the, Daniel and the calls thing, it a rondel, it's correct. But that is disappointing game of the year. There we go. That's the winner. Dan, no, Andy, I'm disappointed in you, as yeah. always. The best part of that game was how wrong Daniel played it. <laughs> was that the, was the best part of the game. I was going to say you you've never even played it right, John. I played it right. <laughs> Daniel didn't. Yeah. yeah, I was the cheater. They played it correctly. Yeah. You know, people rant on that game for not having a theme. It has a theme. You're building, you're brewing beer. You're getting ingredients. What's wrong with you people? It has a theme. If I take the two, I need the three, and then I have the five. But if I can place a two over here, if I have an eight and a 15. Oh, it's such a great Euro game. And if if Daniel plays the monk, he gets 50 points. Yes. That's the theme. Just write it down. I win. Hey, you guys could have took the monks from me, but you didn't. So I'm okay. offended that you uh, called out Oasis, but Heaven and Hell is Andy's number one game of all time. So like right. that's shots fired, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was at the time we recorded. I don't know if it still sits the Ooh, number one. See there. Yeah. Not after. Uh, but it's definitely top five still. Wishy washy, Andy. There you go. That's right, Chris. What you got, buddy? All right. So my biggest disappointment. I'm I'm going to get a lot. Uh, nah, not like crazy white hot heat, but I'm going to get a lot of like really. I feel from this answer. And so I bought this game. People had talked highly about it. I was able to get it for m- m- last year when the Barnes and Noble fifty percent off sale thing was going on. I grabbed it because it was like fifty percent off, and it wasn't that super expensive at the beginning. So I was like, I'll go and grab it. Everyone loves it. Everyone that I trust believes in it and stuff like that. And I got it home, and then within the next couple of weeks, I actually got it played with someone else's copy, and I played it, and it just is fine, just not very inspiring. And this this game is Tiny Towns. It's just Ooh. it's Aww. just there, like it's just yeah, oh cool, I'll, I'll put a I'll put a cube out, and yep, I made I made the arch. All right, no, make put another cube out. Well, I made a road. Like I don't know, it's just 
I, I, there is something, and you know me, like it doesn't have to be overly complicated. I like games that are actually simple with a ton of depth, and that's what this game is. So, like it, it should be right up my alley, but it just doesn't resonate with me. It just doesn't sing for me. So, because of it, uh, for those of you that are going to the second Friday uh, gift exchange, there'll oh, be a copy of Tiny Towns out wow. there. Wow. Speaking of singing about it, did you sing the Tiny Toon Adventures oh, theme gosh. song when you were playing it? I didn't. Because it makes it that much better if you start singing, we're tiny, we're towny, we're all a little downy. Clowny, yep. something. I'm wondering, Chris, if you played the right game because there are no arches or roads in uh, Tiny Whatever Tiny. it is. Like, but... there's all these different buildings, <laughs> the towers and stuff. But what like, there I, is like... is a lot of cubes. I thought you would love it. It's wood oh, cubes. No. That's what you're doing. Beautiful 100%. Like, again, like, when I first, the sales speech that I've been told about this game multiple times, I was like, how could I, how could I miss, right? And so, like, even if it's on 50% off, I'm still not a person that's going to buy it just because it's 50% off. Mm. Like, I bought it because, hey, it's 50% off. People say it's great. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to play it. Luckily, I didn't wrap the or, or pull the shrink because I played a couple weeks later, and I was just like, <sighs> "Okay, <laughs> sure." It's but like you know, and, and we and like we've talked about a million times before, right? Like, there's so many games out there. Unless you, unless it's a game that like you get really jazzed about, just move on and find something else because there's so many of them. And like, I mean, it's not a bad game. It's a solid six and a half or seven. Like, it's for me, right? It's it's a great built game, but for me, it's a solid six and a half or seven. So just whatever it's one of those games for me that it, you have to have the right crowd to play it and that that's crowd usually I was gonna is say. that's that's what chris's favorite thing is is it's group dependent chris it is okay. it's group dependent and it, and it is more of a gateway game i'll give you that but but there's but again like it doesn't have like i said a lot of games i like are simple like canizia games can easily be uh, can be gateway games in my opinion because they're very simple rules it's just depth and that's what this is but I knew I we we, we couldn't get it. through an episode without you mentioning. Oh, I gotta talk about my main man with the bow tie. Put it on, baby. All right. So I feel like that so far, Andy. I really hope that you come out with something different because so far I feel like this has just attacked Daniel's favorite games. Oh, so <laughs> I have something very different. So are you ready for this, guys? <laughs> my most disappointing game of the year. I finally played just last night. Masters of the Universe, the board game, oh. Clash for Eternia! No, don't tell me. Or, as I like to call it, He-Man Haven or Gloom Skeletor. <laughs> now let me start by saying that you've all heard about uh, people that are in relationships, right? And they say, they end the relationship, they say, hey, it's me. It's me, not you. Mm -hmm. And that's true in this case. It's me. It's not you. I'm sure you're a great game. I really think I'm, I'm talking directly to the game right now and the creator. Gotcha. I'm sure you're a great game. It's it's really all my fault. I grew up a huge He-Man fan in the 80s, and so I knew all the characters. I looked at the art, and it popped. I saw the minis. It drew me in. I was seduced by it. I didn't even look at what it was. I didn't look at what the mechanics were. It's a really important thing to look at. It is a game that it might as well be another version of Gloomhaven, in my opinion. Not quite as in-depth, but uh, you're doing similar stuff, right? You're playing out scenarios. You either all work together to beat the AI character, or you have one person who plays the the evil person. And uh, I, I, I even tr I tried lots of things to make this work, guys. I played He-Man music in the background. I tried my best Skeletor laugh. <laughs> He-Man! I did all that. And I tried to make it as an iconic, as an episode of that wonderful, glorious cartoon. And I was bored. Wow. Bored out of my mind. It probably says more about me than it does about the game. 
And Daniel, you may love this game because I know you're smitten by Gloomhaven. It may be right up your alley. So make me an offer. It is for sale. So I, I want to jump in here real quick and say that, like, I know you were disappointed because of how much you love He-Man. I guarantee that game is going to overperform what I assume it's going to be. Because well, I, I had the... zero expectations that a game <laughs> is good at all at being an actual game. Like, everything about a kick, that Kickstarter was like, hey, let's mad gra cash grab He-Man fans with a bunch of miniatures. It worked. Like, it worked. Well, exactly. I actually think it probably is a really good game if you oh. like that type of game. They oh, actually okay. just announced they're reprinting it. There they just announced that I think within okay. the last week. Andy, so, I've never I've been heard good things about it. I knew you weren't going to like it, Andy. Like yeah. it, it's such such not a game you've ever played. But I thought if there was a chance of you liking a game like that, this was it. But yeah. you're a lost cause. So um, I, I had on a, on a side note, I had very like runebound vibes about it. By the way, but apparently it's so it's co-op or or all versus one. That, that, Andy that, doesn't that. know the difference between runebound and gloomhaven and well, descent and and no, 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 no. I hear that yeah, he he knows nothing. Sure, I hear <laughs> that. But at least runebound, <laughs> Ruth runebound was everyone against each other, right? So, but apparently this one's more of a co-op or everyone. No, this is this one. is all one against many or all all for one. So interesting. I mean, it still could be fine, but we'll, I, I do want to play it just to find out uh, in truth as well. So, uh, Andy, you make me feel justified that I didn't years ago when they came out with that Resident Evil uh, board game, the first one. I was mm -hmm. like, that's that was my jam back in the day. We we would sit around and play that game all the time. Is it one person be playing it? Everybody else is looking around the room while you're running for your life. Hey, I think there was a key back in there. <laughs> so you run it back in there to get it. Because you can't stay alive and search a room all the time. And so that was, oh, we played that constantly. I was like, oh, man, it's a board game. It's got all my characters. It's got all the bad guys. It's got all the minis. And I read more I read about it. I'm like, this will never get played. I'm never going to play this game. It's just going to look good on my shelf. So, yeah. So thank you for uh, justifying that decision not to get Resident Evil. Sir. I honestly think what we need, what I need, is I need to retheme Heaven and Ale to He-Man. Or just to anything that has a theme would be nice. <laughs> just to a theme. Just to a theme would be good. Not re -theme, now you understand. <laughs> yeah. Now you understand my love of Marvel, Andy. It doesn't matter what what game it is. You throw Marvel on there, and it, it's gonna make it better. Yeah, so get a game you like. You throw He-Man on it. It'll be perfect. <laughs> perfect for a tabletop team up on our next episode. There Mechanics first, there though, go. guys. Mechanics first. Okay. <laughs> all right well speaking of intellectual property or mechanics this may not be a surprise to anybody well maybe it is my biggest disappointment is because this was the game i was most excited about i showcased it on the back of my shelf here for a while as the featured game it, it was my favorite theme ever not just marvel but x-men and that is this game called this beautiful game wonderful game called age of heroes it was sold as the next leap of lords of water deep uh and i read the description of how it plays and it sounded very similar to waters deep you're 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 collecting resources so that you can go onto these missions so that you can defeat the the, the villains sounds like lords of water deep uh you're actually playing uh, as the game goes along you will be laying out new locations that will allow you to have new worker placement um actions again just like lords of water deep this game can't miss right oh man i played this a couple of times and both times it was such a disappointment and it's not that it wasn't like 
like fun. Like it was fine. It's a good time. The game wasn't bad. It wasn't miserable, but the the game arc was missing. Um, you know, so sometimes when you play a game, you can just feel like how it ramps up and it gets to this point, and at that crescendo, you feel like you've done everything you can, and then it comes to a conclusion, and you feel accomplished in what you did. This game was like this ramp up that felt like like building out the locations happened so quick that it felt like like once the board was established after three rounds it was never going to change again but don't worry you have 10 more rounds so this is like a shared tableau experience kind of like the game oath was where um you're kind of like because you're building out the locations anybody could take advantage of them and if they take advantage of them they'll give you rewards because they took advantage of your stuff but the problem was halfway through the game half of the locations were no longer valid and then you would have a hand of cards that you're like i can't even play these cards because they're all on the board like all the locations are are taken and then the worst part about all of this is that there are player powers which normally i'm all cool with player powers but in the euro they're always like eh. and this one was no exception there was player powers and all the powers were were uh all the powers were is if you completed a red mission you get extra points if you completed a blue mission you get extra points the problem is red were significantly harder to complete than blue and you get the same amount of victory points for completing them so like in the in the effort it took me to finish one red to get six extra victory points chris finished three blues so he got 18 extra victory points and the reds were not worth more than those 18 victory points there was no reason for me to do it this game felt like it was under play tested, and it was from Wiz Kids, which I granted they're not like super like yeah we're board games, but like they've done good jobs before, and I know they know how to make a good board game. And this game felt underdeveloped, it felt rushed, and it was just the saddest is the saddest thing. And so, and the art's beautiful. I actually love it. I will never get rid of this game because it is absolutely fantastically beautiful, and I want to keep it. And I'm kind of done with the rant, but I got to talk about my second game, uh, game with this. Okay, this is a could have been a board game blunder. Maybe I should save it for our next one. And actually, if I would have thought about it, well, it's not my board game blunder. Well, let me just tell you, I'm playing it at my second Friday game night. Okay, we have it all out, and there's these two guys, play, three people playing with me, but two of the guys have these open drinks, and they're kind of guys that are like. I don't know. They're just people that you just fear for. Let's just put it that way. They, they don't give you a lot of confidence. Wait, you fear for your them, and, or you? They, yeah, yeah. You you fear them. I, I think fear, you them fear them on how they handle games. So like they would reach over and they would reach over their drink, and every time I'm like, mm, okay, they, they 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 avoided it, and they'd reach over again. I'm like, oh, knock that drink over, and they avoided it. And you're like, okay, good. All right, great. Well, I dodged that bullet, you know. Hey, guys, let's put the game away. The guy over here that I had no concern about was like, okay, boom, knocked the water over and just poured it right on one of the player boards. And I was just like, we spent three hours playing this game with three open cups, and it wasn't until we were putting it away that the guy I trusted the most just dunk. Wow. (laughs) I was like, wow. I died a little inside. I bet so was that was, that was Age game. of Heroes you were playing. It was Age of Heroes. Okay. That's right. It was a hidden trader <laughs> game. It was well, that, apparently it was. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he felt a level of disappointment on my face, and he thought he was trying to help me out yeah. by doing this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's so, that is, but yeah, that is really I, sad I want, to hear. Is I remember when we unboxed that game, how gorgeous it was, and then when we were talking about the rules and everything, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a blast. This sounds like a great game to play. In it. So it's really disappointing to me to hear that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it had to be because, like, go ahead, Chris. 
I was going to say, th- this was like, I played it and it was the epitome of what I've talked about in the past about when I first got on the hobby. There was tons of games that we'd buy and we'd play them. And at the end, we'd be like, there's a good game in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it takes to figure it out, but there's a good game in there. And I think it was the same, like you're talking about. There was this giant influx of games coming out slash lack of experience, I guess, for maybe some designers as well, where it was rushed or not playtested enough or something like that, where it just wasn't, it just would fall flat and wasn't done. And, and I really do feel that way about this thing. Like, 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 like it, Daniel almost took the words out of my mouth. Like normally, like you said, it's that build up, build up, build up, build up, and then it ends, right? But real, a little bit before you want it to, but that's, that's where the perfect is. But this one, it's like, again, three turns in, the board set and you're just doing it for 10 more turns and it's and it's frustrating and, and and i immediately was like well maybe we can adjust it by you know maybe you pay out the person the bonus if you would go there double they get double the bill ability for you to replace it with your card so now you have that you know and i was trying to immediately think of different ways to fix it because again and it's beautiful and, and the play was fun it does have very much the, that water deep feel and it was cool but like yeah there were and then the player powers i mean you could just not do that and then that fixes that problem but but the yeah. overall like actual moment-to-moment gameplay did need some fixing but um but yeah so it was disappointing from that standpoint that it wasn't perfect out of the box so chris yeah, it was sad was... i mean it's no oasis for sure which is a great <laughs> game that you should all check don't, out don't get chris started on oasis we'll be here even longer he hates it more than john um <laughs> Chris, let's talk about our most played games. All right. So we're going to talk about now, we're going to talk about most played games. And that, for me, personally, is actually, I couldn't believe this. When I pulled out my uh, BGG Stats app, shout out to them. They don't pay us anything, but if you want to, let us know. Hashtag not a sponsor Uh, yet. Exactly. Not yet. Exactly. That's the key. Um, And I actually just acquired this game, like, uh, maybe two months ago at most, probably a month and a half ago, and it's Crusaders that will be done. And you know why it was my number one played? Because it got four plays. <laughs> I only have 23 games that I've played more than once and 70 games that I only played once because of the oh. man in the blue corner. That is Daniel's fault. Won't let me play the same game twice. He ruins everything. <laughs> why, why am I the center of attention here? Because you did play my games multiple times. My games, I have like 70 games of play of one game that my most played is. So that's on you, Chris. That's on you. <laughs> Frustrating. Anyway, so to the game that is my most played, it is Crusaders that I will be done. This did come out a few years ago. I was able to get it. I, I was I always like, uh, funny, funnily enough, I thought our play group had like multiple copies of this. I don't know what game I kept seeing that people would show up with that I thought was this game and it was something else. I don't know. But eventually someone had it for sale and I was like, hey, do we have this? Just double check it. And they're like, nope. I'm like, what? Okay, well, I'll grab it. And uh, yeah, I got it. And it's it's a simple, plays in less than an hour. Even with the first teacher, maybe one one fifteen. Even then, more than likely, the first game teacher, still probably an hour. Um, but it's it's a simple kind of worker placement. Rondell. Not Rondell. Well, yeah, actually, that's right. It's Rondell. That's right. Oh, yeah. It actually has the Rondell <laughs> method. That's right. That's right. You actually have a Rondell because it's like this Mancala mm-hmm. Rondell type yes. thing. Um, but I don't know. It's a simple, it, it, like, I don't know how to even describe it. It really is different than anything else I'd really played or, or out there. So is but this... it's a simple game. You kind of just decide, you have a few different actions. You're kind of moving across the board, claiming different areas, building buildings, and it's an engine builder, um, uh, so to speak. And there's a set number of victory points that everyone, whenever you 
uh, complete, you take from the pool, and once the pool's gone, then the game's over. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a simple little game, but uh, I really enjoy it. Everyone that I've played it with uh, has enjoyed it, unless, unless they've been lying to me. Um, so uh, that that is my most played, and I, I hope to continue to get plays of it. I really, really yeah. enjoyed Crusaders that I will be done. Is that uh, a I might TMG game? Expansion. I haven't decided It was. Yet. Was it mm-hmm. TMG? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, or it was. Um, yeah. I played yeah. uh, Chris and I played Chris on half of his plays then of this game because I've played twice in this game. And yes, it was, it's one of those games, like you're saying, I've always been interested in. I never really knew how it played, but just uh, looking at the board and just the the theme of it is is really cool. Now I would have to get the deluxe like you have because those plastic miniatures are amazing. I got to have those plastic miniatures. (laughs) So John brings that up mostly because I bought it for some. John brings it up mostly because I bought it from someone and, and part of like the deluxe thing is you get like the metal coins and, and some other stuff but then like the main, the normal pieces are made of wood but like the up the deluxified has com- comes with plastic as well I don't know if the guy at the Kickstarter fulfilling it just forgot to put the plastic pieces in there, <laughs> they got lost or something I don't know, everything that's deluxified about this game is in my box except the plastic pieces so <laughs> I don't know. I have the wood pieces. We know it's on brand for me to prefer wood over plastic anyway, so it's fine. But it, it was just a weird situation. Yeah, so. that's funny. <laughs> enough. What about you, All Andy? Right, well, Andy, what, what game did you play the most this year? Well, every time I look at this stat at the end of the year, it's it's it's. I already know what's going to be the top of the list, and so I don't even want to talk about it. And it's Crokinole, because I log my Crokinole plays, and I play tons Gosh. of Crokinole. So okay, that doesn't yeah, yeah, count. Hold on, hold on. Let's take a game that's actually a board game. All right. So the next one, I don't think it really counts either because it's more of a filler and it gets played a ton too. And that would be no thanks. Great game. game. Absolutely counts. That's a game. Okay. I'm not going to call it a count because it feels like if there's any game that's more of a little mechanic than a game, it's no thanks. There's not a whole lot to it. It's fun. It's a filler. I'm not slamming it. I play it a ton, obviously, but. I'm not going to call it a big gaming experience. Can I ask how uh, many plays you had of it? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, it was it was somewhere around 20-something. Oh, know. okay. So it was that much. Okay. Well, I was yeah. there for a fourth of those plays just not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it, it plays so fast. It's 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 fine. It's, it's right. fun. But the one that actually that I think is more of a complete game that I played quite a bit, and I did play this over 10 times, I believe, is uh, uh, Grandpa Beck's Skull King. And uh, Skull King, again, uh, if, if it's not a deep strategic game, but if you like trick-taking games, uh, you're going to love this game. you got to check it out. Uh, I grew up playing spades with my grandparents. It reminds me a little bit of that, but it also has an, an, a lot more depth to it because you've got card powers, player powers, or, or different things. Or, well, card powers that uh, that change things up. The scoring is quite unique. Uh, plays up to eight players, so it's great for a bigger group, and it's not a, a quick game, game necessarily. It, it'll last you at least 45 minutes to an hour, hour and a half. Uh, but everybody has a good time. There's a lot of talking trash. There's some complexity. There's bluffing. There's guessing. Great game. I would rarely turn it down. Uh, Grandpa Beck's Skull King is the most played game for me. Okay. I don't know if you're right. And you're the Skull King as well. True. Well, that, that's true. I did win the national championship once. That's what I was going to say. I feel like he just brought that up just so he could flex. Uh, yeah. Might have fudged the numbers. That's my more, third but... most played game. Well, let me talk about that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my most played game of the year with 29 plays, Chris. Where were Can you I guess? during these 29 plays? You oh, is this Final Girl because you played by yourself? Well, it's not Final Girl, but <laughs> is I it do Blue play Maven? by myself a lot. <laughs> nope. Whoa! That is. Really? Well, I really? I did. And I pulled it up wow. the newest one, which is uh, Spider-Geddon. 
That's right. This one wasn't even part of the Kickstarter. This was a single release. So I bought this and the, the third Kickstarter is coming, but I played this game 29 times. It is a beautiful game full of miniatures and characters from Marvel. And unlike the He-Man experience, this game has delivered. And it has delivered to the point where at one point I wondered, do I like it just because it's Marvel? And I will tell you this, if it was any other theme, it may not feel as good, but it's a good game. I played this with my friend Ryan Evans, who won, it was just me and him. And he goes, you know what? Bring Marvel United. So you know what I did? I brought... <laughs> Oh, my Marvel United, yeah. which is right oh here. And actually, I have more than this even. I brought it all. I plopped it on the table with the big old mat. And we played five games. Five games, Chris, of Marvel wow. United. And you know, you know what Ryan's review of it was? While I would never play this game on my own, because I don't care about the Marvel characters, that was really fun. So there you go. A resounding... Uh, Steal of approval from Ryan Evans, one of the best <laughs> gamers we know, the one of the most like true taste and 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 uh, refined taste in games, gives this a seal of approval. So Marvel United was my most played game, and it will continue to be my most played game. So much like Andy's Crokinole game, I might have to put this one like you know on the back burner just to say talk about another game next year. So Marvel think, United, uh, a lot go. of fun. I yeah, think the guy who the guy who's a salesman among other things with his job. Basically told you, I wouldn't set it on fire. <laughs> that's that's basically what he told you in nicer nerd. What nicer? And you weren't there. You weren't. You didn't experience the moment we had. I kind of want to know true. What's going on under the table there? You're praising this guy an awful lot. Maybe he should replace you on the show. Oh. I mean, honestly, I would gladly step aside for a few shows if Brian Evans ever wanted to come on. But he is wow. <laughs> he is very uh, very serious <laughs> about not. He's very hesitant. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've, John, I've actually well, enjoyed all my uh, plays that Marvel United. That is that is a fun game. I'll give you that, and it is a quick yes, one that you can get played. A it's lot. a fun puzzle. It's a puzzly game. Yeah. It's a co-op, of course, which Andy mm -hmm. won't. I will never ask Andy to play it because I know he'll hate it. But yeah. it's a really quick puzzle. Plays in like twenty minutes or less, and um, you can just yeah, it, it's and it's challenging too. Like it always comes down to the wire, which for a co-op game that is really important. So yeah, yeah, really cool. Okay, cool. But John, uh, that's enough about that. What do you got? That is enough about that. Um. Chris will be happy to know I have two games tied and with eight plays oh, for my okay. most played game of the year. How's that? That's pretty okay. good. Playing the same game a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll start with the the one that's not as much of a surprise as Caesar's Empire. You guys, have I played Caesar's Empire with some of you? I think I have. That that's was, the uh, one that you got on like the Amazon deal, right? Yes. yes. It was one that I yes, was yes, interested yes. in when I saw the review and then I went ahead and ordered it because it was cheap and then I got it. And I'm like, why did I want this game? Yeah. And then yeah, there it, it is. Andy. I thought it was Randy that got a copy. Oh, it was you, Daniel. Cool. Daniel yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, it was there at 75% off. There yep. we go. And uh, there's that's, there's a lot to unpack in that little game. It's it's almost quick enough to be considered a filler, but there's a lot of good decisions to make in it. And uh, it's, it's, it's really quite snappy. I really like that game. But uh, tied with it is going to be the one everybody here is going to love, and that is Bad Company with eight plays this year. Because uh, I think a great coach once said, the best ability is playability, because you can always get that one to the table. And I got people that ask for it all the time. And so somebody even borrowed it to take out on a trip, not to throw away, like some of these guys would have done when they borrowed it. But <laughs> to actually get it played, is like, oh, that's one game we have to have on our trip. Can we borrow if they wanted to buy it? But it costs so much. I said, can we borrow your copy? That was my only complaint about it, as you'll recall, is the $55 MSRP. Ridiculous for what should be a small box game. But anyway, it is a fun game, and it is my most played game of the year, Bad Company. 
So I got two things on John, this. First, no, sorry, two things on this. So first of all, Caesar's Empire. If it was yeah. not for envelopes of cash, that probably would have been my surprise game of the year. Like ah, again, gotcha. it was super cheap and like the art kind of looks very kitty cartoony, right? And yeah. stuff. But when we played it, I was like, I really like this game. It's not super. Yeah. It's not super. Uh, it's it's fairly simple, but there's mm-hmm. depth. You know, in yeah. all, zero all, luck. All my there's brand, no luck in I it. Really enjoyed it. So yeah, yeah but I was really surprised. But it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then I did want to say, I forgot, uh, I got, I got, I, I forgot and got confused looking at my notes when I was talking about biggest disappointment. What I meant to lead with was, <laughs> was bad company, but we, I knew it was going to be trash going into it. So I can't say that was my biggest disappointment because I knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. I got to speak of bad company. So like w- the name of our episode that we reviewed that was called bad game or bad company because the teach of john was fine but the 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 surrounding environment was horrible nobody was paying attention and include andy and chris and our friend kelly and a couple other people no one was paying attention it was a disaster so i told john i'd give another shot and i did that's that last second friday and i stand by everything i said in that episode (laughs) go ahead and watch it it still holds up it is not just a bad company (laughs) it was a bad Game. Okay. <laughs> I don't see how you can not like it. I, I really like that. Well, I mean, it's not the best game in the world, but I like well, it good enough. You're John, and you have your unique quirks, don't you? <laughs> I guess so. Hey, all right. What time well, it is? That we've all been waiting for. That's right. It's time. The best. The best game, game <laughs> of the 2023. So uh, my understanding, the criteria here is this game had to have been published in 2023, correct? Yes. All right. Correct. Finally. Finally, we're on the same page. <laughs> Which is why Heat's not well, on my list. Yes, because it's it's not the spiel. This is just best game of the year. Okay. Yes. The spiel, it could be anything. So right. Let me give you the spiel about this. Ready? Please do. Uh, my best game of 2023. Now, I totally uh, expect to get grief for this because I think some of you guys are going to say that's not a new game. But I'm telling you, oh, it yeah. is very much so a new game. And that game is the Castles of Burgundy Special Edition. Not only do you have beautiful castle minis, acrylic hexes, a neoprene mat, and some gorgeous art, you also have the foundation, the architecture of a well-worn classic that stands the test of time. It was developed by one of the finest German board game designers of all time, Stefan Feld. And this is where it gets new. You have new additions. You have something called the the vineyard, or the the vineyard, as my friend pronounces it. Um, and uh, it's a whole nother area of the map where you can place tiles and bid on things and create more uh, 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 cascading uh, chain chain effects. And then you've got another like uh, delivery track where you can uh, take your shipments and deliver them. And the thing is just beautiful. I this almost was my most played game of the year. I think I got it to the table around eight or nine times. And uh, oh, it's hands down the best Kickstarter I've ever backed. It is the finest of the fine. It is the Castles of Burgundy. Special edition. Okay. I didn't know expansions were going to be allowed because that's basically what that is. No, nope, nope, it's a whole new game. And your friend must be uh Nightcrawler from the X-Men, if that's how he pronounces Winyard. So am I right, Daniel? That's right. Except I think it's the other way around. I was gonna make that joke. I don't think I don't think Germans say V's to sound like W's. I think it's just the yes. other way around. It's a Winyard. Well, you know, you know, Andy, I'm glad you said that because now I'm gonna get less grief from mine. Oh great. Uh, which Okay, well, yeah, I got I got to preface this with something. I really thought Heat was a 2023 game. 
So that was, I was ready to talk about Heat. Um, I, I love the game. It was definitely the best game I played of the year. It was my top game. Um, but uh, despite what everyone here says, I do not play, constantly play new games. I might buy new games and I might have 10 of them on my shelf from 2023, but I have only played five games that came out in 2023. And most of them, I gave a six. And there is one exception though. And this is on the list because while it is a formula, it, while it's a derivative of what's already out, it is still a brand new game with new mechanics and new, new scope of play. And that is Unmatched Tales to Amaze. This is a cooperative version of Unmatched, okay, guys? So this is completely different than Unmatched. You are not competing at all. You, they have actually introduced a uh, mechanic in there where you're actually fighting these monsters, whether it's Mothman or an alien invasion, and it's cohorts of uh, American cryptids like um, like uh, like the, the swamp monster, the swamp frog, and and like bees from outer space, and some other ones that I'm, I'm, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head, the blob, the blob, okay? So you're actually fighting these as a team. You're using the same decks that you can use in any unmatched, but Tales of a Maze come with four new characters, and the villains are all self-programmed. They each have their own little deck, it is 40 points to do damage with, and uh, the, the game works really well. You can also play it solo, which while I'm not a solo gamer, there are a few games that resonate with me so that I do play those games solo, like Marvel United. But this one could really uh, find its place on my shelf or on my table, my solo table often. Um, it changes enough rules. It lets me play a game that I love and adore, and it lets me play it on my own terms, which, I mean... Why that's that's the best kind of game out there. A game that what did you say, John? The best playability the best what the best playability? ability is playability, yes. There you go. And that's what Tales to Amaze is. Unmatched Tales to Amaze. Point of order. Um, point of order. You said order? earlier in the show, you just said you're not really a solo gamer, but I heard you say I play with myself a lot earlier in the show. Yes. Okay. Well that was before you are we were right. recording. <laughs> no, that really happened. Uh, it just happened just a few minutes ago, John. You missed it. I'm not playing games with himself. Uh, no, it, it's worth explaining. Because so I've tried some like heavy euros that I love. Like those are my favorite type of games. And I've tried to play those by myself, and I hate, I hate it. I hate it so much. So the games that have resonated with me have been these card games: Marvel United, Marvel Champions, Marvel Legendary, and now. Marvel Unmatched. I mean, uh, Unmatched Tales to Amaze. There are only a few games that I actually enjoy playing on my own. So, like, maybe if I enjoyed the the heavy Euro experience by myself more, I would be a solo gamer. But uh, as it stands, it, there's just a couple that I truly enjoy. But I, I do um, play it solo more than I think any of you guys do. So maybe in that regard, I am a solo gamer. But I'm not chasing the next solo game. Like, that's not for me. So I One think is this, more than zero. Oh, yes. Um, but not only does this qualify, this very much qualifies as a new game this year. We talking about this is like completely different than anything Unmatched has ever done. And yeah. it's also, I would have considered if it wasn't just a single character expansion, which is what the expansions are for Unmatched, I would consider any of the other ones that came out that have multiple players in them and boards. That's a whole new game to me. And to me, it's the same mechanic, but it's all new cards. It's a whole new game. And nah. I would, well, otherwise you'd a have to play this one as an either, you can play them all together. But I, yeah. I would say, because those ones are are literally considered expansions. They don't come with rules or anything. They're just, yeah. here's a guy. So I would I would consider the other ones yeah. too. So that's that's fine. That's that's And that's actually a good answer. And I wish I would have backed it because I never thought about using it to play my other characters solo just to play them and see what they're like. Or else I would have backed that stupid thing. And now I'm not 
going to get it because it won't be deluxe and I'm going to want the deluxe one that was in the Kickstarter. So I'm hosting. No, no, no. The deluxe are just like plastic moth and plastic aliens. That's it. Everything else is exactly the same. So get it. John, what was All your right. game of the year? What are we doing? Game of the year is what we're doing. Yes, I had a, a very much same similar experience to Daniel. I'm like, look at all these games I'm listing off of my played list. I might have to really plow through these. One of them was that one I mentioned earlier, Crossing Oceans, which I forgot it was a reprint from 05 or whatever. And so I'm like, I'm going to have a hard time narrowing this down. Then I'm going through, let me just make sure that these all came out in 2023. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> a lot of them got off the list right away. And so I've got it. I've got my uh, runner up and my winder, my winder for those of you in winder. South Carolina. Um, and my runner up is going to be Jerusalem because that was, that's, that's a really good game. I've gotten that played a few times and for a heavy ish Euro, it's very approachable. People like it. It's, I mean, it's even kind of a long game and it's, it's, it's just a fun game to play. It's very thematic for what it is too. So Jerusalem is my runner up. I don't know winner, if I'd call it a heavy Euro, but I said heavy ish. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it heavy issue. Okay, just wait to your turn. And so my winner is actually World Wonders up here. I don't know if you can see it. It might be a little glary, but World Wonders, because it's something that looks like a very, and it is approachable, but it almost looks like a family weight game when you look at it. But then when you get into it, eh, it's not a family weight game. I mean, you can play it, but there's a lot of crunchy decisions to make, and there's a lot of different paths that you can go to victory, which is always fun. It's The playing is easy, but the winning is a little difficult. So Love World Wonders. It's getting played a bunch. It was almost my most played game. And, and, and even though I just got it this year, and, you know, part, part of the way through the year, only had it half the year. But everybody that I think, unless some of these people are lying to me, like Chris has said, everybody I think that's played it has enjoyed it because we've played it multiple times a lot of times. So World Wonders, game of the year, 2023 for me. So, I got to get to that one, man. I got to get that one played. It's a good one. Yeah, so I didn't lie. I did enjoy it. But I do believe... I've come to had a kind of kind of come to Jesus moment here mm-hmm. while you were speaking on that. I think the reason Tetris is good is because it speeds up. Because all these polyomino games, I just I fill my board. No, I this one you're not thing. just filling your board though. Eh, I, no, it's... it was fine. Again, I, yeah. and I'm not hating on the game. And I didn't. Yeah. I mean, again, if if it's thumbs up, thumbs down. Definitely thumbs up. Okay, I enjoyed gotcha. more. Uh, I'm just saying, like, like, yes, they do get a little more difficult because your places do fill in and stuff like that, but I still don't... I've never played one that is as intense as Tetris can get, obviously, because that, oh, yeah. I mean, that gets insane right towards the end. But I'm just saying, like, part of what makes that, that gameplay loop interesting is that it's just boom, 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 boom. Like, you really, you know, I don't know, just maybe, maybe I just needed to amp it up for myself or something like that, but... If you want but stressful, just, that's what that's what Tiny Towns is. If you ask me, that's the most stressful one of those games. Yeah, Especially yeah, at like six so. players, you're like, please nobody say glass. I got five more people that can't say glass, or I'm never placing anything else on my board. Yeah, I uh, guess that's fair. Maybe yeah. I wonder. And if they call it four think, glass what, in a row. Yes, <laughs> you're like, how's <laughs> everyone doing with this glass? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder Chris. how we played when we played because I know that, like, uh, for example, board game Jesus Vassal, when he talks about the game, he says that if you play with more than like four than just like every two or three get, do a wild and you pick or something like that. I would assume we didn't do that, but I started to wonder because I never really, I don't remember the game being very intense, but regardless. Yeah. Chris, what do you uh, got? All right. Yeah. So what was your you best game? Huh? What's your best game of the year? Oh, Chris? Okay. okay. We'll make sure I understand. <laughs> All right. So mine is Union Stockyards. Uh, this game just screams everything about me. Uh, and, and first of all, I want to make a point of order. I want everyone 
for those here in the studio and watching, millions for watching at home, I want you to go to BGG right now. I want you to look up Union Stockyards, and I want you to look at that first the six or seven lines there of the description of this game. This is how every description on BGG should be. I'm going to read it for you, those that are in the car. I don't want you to get in a wreck, so I'm going to read it for you. This is six lines of the description. Union I'm Stockyards. not there yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter for you. You can read it yourself. Union Stockyards is a midway economic Euro game with unique features. Uh, bullet point one, a supply slash demand driven market that is central to gameplay, not a sidebar. Cool. Low randomness, market changes due to player decisions. Worker placement game where your workers may go on strike. And then the final one, exclusively, uh, extensively researched historical theme about one of the great industrial wonders of the U.S. Gilded Age. That actually tells you what this game is about. I hate 99% of the time I go to BGG and I look at the description of the game and I have to read pages to understand what I'm doing in the game. Tell me at the top like at Union Stockyards. Don't make paragraphs about yes. junk. Makes me insane. Anyways, so <laughs> everything that that said, it really encompasses what goes on. Like it really has the the cars that you play are very historical. There's like a little readout thing about each one of them. It's interesting. It's not overly uh, encumbersome, but it's nice to know the the um, uh, kind of the historicalness. For example, one thing I learned is the Swift uh, shipping company that you still see today. The shift, uh, the Swift, Swift the uh, trucks you see on the road. Mm -hmm. They started from a meat packing company. They don't do that anymore. They just do trucking. But that's where it started from. I thought that was super interesting. But that's also just theme and historicalness. The actual moment to moment gameplay here is fantastic because again, how you the the moves you make really does move the market you'll on your turn be like i'm gonna go ahead and i i want to do something else but i'm gonna do this first because i still think i'll get to do the thing i want to do later and if i do it right now it's really gonna mess up daniel because he's not gonna get the payout that he needs because i move the market on my turn um and so that's really great and then there's there's this, uh, it looks very gimmicky. The first time you open the game, it looks very gimmicky. There's this kind of board that you place these different blocks on, on the map. And they represent the different buildings that you're making, the different plants, the different factories. And there's this whole kind of like, oh, kind of Tetris thing kind of going on that you're building these different plants and you get points based on how they're placed and you can just buy land. So like if someone else builds in that space, they have to pay you the money instead of the, instead of the bank. The game's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I This one was one of those that I've played multiple times. I think I played this one like three. Um, it was very close to my most played because of Daniel, and he sucks. Um, but uh, 29 plays. <laughs> of a game that you played five times in an evening. Whatever. Anyways, so, uh, but yeah, Union Stockards, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I can't wait to play more of it. That's It's fantastic. Right. If you guys yep. have a chance, you should check it out. That one does look yeah, good. Yeah, I gotta check it out, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I always want to say, guys, that we always call ourselves board game enthusiasts. We're not board game reviewers. We're not professionals. And and, and this episode may show that a little bit, and that we haven't played a lot of 2023 games. But you know what? It's okay. Enjoy the games that are out there. There are thousands of games out there. And don't always feel like you have to rush to grab the newest hotness. Wait a couple of years. Let it simmer. Let's see what goes to the top. Hey, yeah, I just told you I played five from this year, man. Five. So don't don't give me those looks, Chris. So I'm impressed, Daniel. That's you, you. You are clearly going to your twelve step meetings because yeah, that's that's progress. Like, exactly. Progress, oh, not whatever. perfection. 
Progress, That's definitely not, not what he totally says. Well, my whole point of saying that, though, is that you guys out there probably played more 2023 games. Uh, so let us know what your 2023 game is and let us know which one you think we would like. Uh, hopefully you guys have been watching for a while now. You kind of know our tastes. Give us your opinion. Give us which which game should we go out and buy or which one should I go, uh, you know, grab on my shelf because I probably already purchased it because I'm a sucker, <laughs> apparently. And the, the, the 12 steps aren't working very well. <laughs> Baby steps. Well, guys, this has been a fun episode. I am uh, grateful for everybody that's been a bit, been able to be a part of it. I'm glad to be back, and uh, I would yeah. love to hear your comments, everybody out there. I think we all would. Tell us who won this episode. Who do you most identify with in their game playing tastes? And uh, join us next time, would you? Because uh, we have some really cool stuff coming up. We are going to have a very special guest, the designer of Santa's Workshop. Keith Ferguson will join us on the show, and we're going to give away a copy of that for our very special Christmas episode. So uh, join us for that here in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'll win it. Yeah. Be awesome. yeah and after that, we're going to have our, our world-renowned, award-winning episode of Board Game Predictions. Oh, Don't that's coming up, that too. Right? Either. Yes. Yeah. That's coming up in the future. In the in the future. In the year uh, 2024. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, again, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, check us out on all the social medias. You know we're out there. Facebook group, uh, Around the Board. Around the Board Show. Uh, YouTube.com slash Around the Board Show, of course, and all your podcast spots. And then, you know, we, we got some other stuff. We sprinkle out some uh, Twitterisms and some Xisms, I guess now, or, or Instagramisms and whatever. So... Say hi. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to uh, get to know you better. And uh, thank you for joining us. Around the board. There we go. Oh, the little wonders you can build in this thing. I feel like I'm just on a show of liars. I don't know. Somebody help me get out of here. Real, but I, I gotta Daniel hop out of here now. Andy, they just lie. My <laughs> wife wheeled me in here, but I don't have it. I can't get out of here. Oh. Well. Final episode of Andy. You have time to record something else then. Let's see. Starts. Ha, ha, ha.